0: this roster gets closer to completion, and it has to be cap-compliant by 5 p.m. today, theres it's still not really close to being done, because at least one guy who got demoted yesterday is going to be back sooner rather than later. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayan Kovachowicz of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way Bright and early every weekday, if you're into football and/or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. Where you found this? Ty Smith got sent down. So did Mark Friedman. But that that, I don't. I'm not a Friedman guy. You probably know that if you've been listening to this program for a while. Ty Smith, though, I covered this last preseason game at PPG Paints Arena over the weekend against I don't know, like two thirds of the Buffalo Sabers. But what you're looking for with these exhibitions more than anything else are situations between teammates as opposed to what it is that the opponent is allowing. And believe me, Buffalo was allowing a lot. And Smith and Ruta, Smith and Jan Ruta really had something going. Uh, Ruta seemed to really enjoy working with Smith because of his mobility, because of his ability to dance at the blue line, and that's probably the best uh, word I can use for what it is that he does. He's a violent stick handler. In other words, he goes really left and really right with his stick handling, which is something you don't see a lot of in hockey, and you very rarely see it from a defenseman, but he's good at it because of his skating, he's doubly shifty. And Ruta knew, you could tell, that as soon as he'd whip it across to the left point, meaning just a point to point pass, that Smith was going to find a way not only to keep the puck in the zone, but to make something happen. And he would go, I don't know, dipsy doodling around one of the sabers, did a give and go with Gino back and forth and back and forth. Uh, this is a really gifted offensive guy. This is also a guy who was you know, waiver exempt. And the Penguins, needing to get cap compliant, managed to get themselves $83,000 in change under the cap by making both of these moves. I'm going to repeat this. Smith is here to stay. He's 22 years old. He can really move. I, I wouldn't put his 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 skating at some elite level. But I would say that he's shifty enough that you would think he's at an elite level, if that makes any sense. He's going to get a lot of points in the National Hockey League from back there. The Penguins need what it is that he brings. And I'll explain that in a minute. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across Western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Remember all that talk around the NHL draft up in Montreal? I was hearing a lot of it up there myself about how the main emphasis... Of management in the offseason was going to be to find more defensemen who were going to be better at clearing the front of the net. It drove them nuts what the Rangers were able to do to them, what Chris Kreider was able to do to them. Uh, all of the pucks that went in off of Mike Matheson's various body parts, endlessly it seemed, in that series. And they felt it was important to address that. And they even addressed it in a way, although it's not going to be shown for years to come, Through the draft, uh, with both their first round pick, Owen Pickering, as well as some in the later rounds, but the other thing that they never talked about was the emphasis that they wanted to put on improving their breakout rate. Now, there's a reason teams don't like to talk about this. In hockey, analytics are still so team by team, meaning there are currently 32 completely separate statistical models from here to Seattle and back, because every team tracks its own information and there's very little of it that's available in public. I'd gotten the sense with some of these moves and some of the uh, acknowledgements that had been made throughout training camp that the team really wanted to improve its breakout rate. And what that means, plain and simple, is how successful are your defensemen at making the first pass, which is a very old-school term, the critical first pass out of the zone? I brought this up with Sullivan over the weekend. This was his response. Well, it's always, a, it, it's always been uh, a big part of our, our team game and just our ability to, to advance the puck, to change the point of attack, to, uh, to create a quick-strike offense and with some of the forwards that we have, it can be very dangerous. Uh, but a lot of it starts from our from our blue line when we're going back to pucks or when we're coming out of our end zone. And so the, the, the role that our defensemen play in our transition game is, is vitally important. So our ability to, uh, to see the ice, to be able to uh, make tape to tape plays when they're there is, uh, makes us that much more dangerous. Uh, within the transition game so I think you know some of the players that we've acquired I think has changed the look of our defense core a little bit and uh, and has helped us improve in some of those areas. it's funny could you tell he didn't really want to answer the question but then by the end of his answer he did good for him that's who he is. Uh, this is uh, something the team definitely needed to work on and it probably wasn't going to happen with the existing cast. So if you think back to it, who were the two guys that got moved out? One was Matheson, the other John Marino. I still don't really understand what happened to Marino in Pittsburgh, how he could look like he was, you know, Cale McCarr Jr. as a rookie and then become what you saw in that playoff series against the Rangers with the significant exception of an outstanding game one that he had But he was a part of this. He wasn't making solid breakouts. Matheson, on the other hand, was. The problem was, Matheson was the breakout. Matheson was never interested in a first pass. Matheson thought he should be at the receiving end of his first pass. So he would just take the puck and just explode out of the defensive zone. Now, while that was entertaining and really, really something to witness... Whenever he'd pull it off, it wasn't something that was going to work well with this particular group of forwards and one of them specifically. Sidney Crosby is not one to complain about like anything in public, but Sid wants the puck. Sid wants the puck, meaning not for himself, he wants the puck up and out of the zone to any of his line mates as quickly as possible why? Duh. Think about it. You know, if those guys get it sooner, faster, as you just heard Sullivan kind of begin to lay out in his answer there, the entire team becomes more dangerous. There are more chances for odd man breaks. There are more chances for the other team to feel compelled to take a penalty. When you're not getting that pass, when you're either Standing there watching a turnover or standing there waiting for Matheson to fire up his rocket boosters, it's not going to have the same effect. So Smith will be a significant part of this, and so will Ruta. Don't underestimate that. He's thought of as more of a defensive defenseman. Watching this guy carefully in this preseason game he wasn't shy at all about joining the attack. On one occasion, led the attack and ended up getting a quality shot on goal from the right side. So this this core is gonna be better at that. Yeah, except for one player. I know. One of these days we'll get around to really, really discussing what's happened to Brian Doom, but not today. When we come back, J1Q. is a system with virtually no first-round prospects, trying to lose one of them, meaning POJ, on waivers. That either seems criminal or it makes Ray Shiro look like a genius. You know, we could have an entire show one of these days. Probably better for an off-season thing about Shiro and the legacy that he left behind and how he really probably... Never should have stopped being the Penguins GM, except that he got so, so, so stubborn and tied down to Dan Biles. But I'll leave that as well for some other day. My problem with POJ isn't how the Penguins have handled him. It isn't that he was exposed on waivers. It isn't that they offered him up in a trade to the other 31 teams, meaning all 31 The problem is that all 31 said no thanks. And hence, the problem is he hasn't been very good. This is not an inspiring player to watch. He's not super fast. He doesn't utilize his size because he really doesn't have any. He's six foot whatever, but he's 150 pounds and looks like he needs to just spend a week somewhere eating cheeseburgers. This is not an NHL defenseman where you go, Wow, man, look at the pedigree on this guy. He doesn't have a great shot. He doesn't have a particularly great first pass, which is supposed to be a big, big thing, as you just heard in the opening segment. And yet, we can't know this until Thursday night against the Coyotes, but he seems to be in line to be in the opening set of pairings for, for the game against Arizona. And I, I don't understand that. It looks like he'll be the guy who's now twinned up with Ruta. Other than the cap thing, it doesn't make sense. It's rewarding somebody for what? Just having been a young player in the system for a long time? Or that one really neat stretch that he had when he first came up a couple of years ago? Remember that? He hasn't floored anybody in Wilkes-Barre. He hasn't fought his way up to the NHL. He's just kind of that guy that, well, hang on a second, because you said this yourself. You said, how can this organization that has no prospects, you know, go about losing one on waivers? That's not a reason to keep someone. It's not. Got to be able to play. I heard a lot of this stuff last week, too, about Radim Zahorna. Oh, my God. How can they let Zahorna go when they have no young guys? Okay. First off, Zahorna's 26 years old. He's not young. POJ really isn't all that young either. And neither of them are doing anything. So Zahorna goes to Calgary. He has a nice assist in one of the Flames preseason games. And... He was talking about how it's great that he's in the NHL to reporters up in Alberta and saying uh, that this was something that he he really feels like he belongs at that level. Guess what happened? Yeah, the Flames didn't want him either. So poof, there he went. The Penguins had a chance to reclaim him yesterday on waivers. Guess what? Pass. This, this thing that... This fan base, I hate to generalize, so I'll say some in this fan base to cover myself, are obsessed over this idea, this notion that the Penguins hate young players and that they don't want them to do well or that they want to bury them. That's actually not the case because that would be a good problem to have versus the actual problem they have, which is that most of them aren't very good. And there's a reason they aren't very good. They gave up all their first rounders for pretty much a decade so that they could win championships. Sam Poulin going down is at least something that we can talk about. That's an actual first rounder who's still young, still has pedigree, and drew all kinds of praise from within the organization at this camp, including Sullivan. Wonderful. Great. POJ and Zahorna? No, man. No. To me... When I look at this system and the number of guys that I feel could be or should be in Pittsburgh right now who aren't, is one. And that's Volteri Pustin. And I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. <laughs>